Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Coast to Coast presented by Wheelan Engineering and also brought to you by Hercules Tire. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined each and every week here on the Motor Racing Network by my co-host of Kyle Ricky. And Kyle, it was a busy weekend this past weekend. For me, more so than you with the doubleheader of the truck race and the ARCA race over the weekend here at Charlotte Motor Speedway, where to no one's surprise, Ty Gamps captured not only the victory in the ARCA series, but swept Saturday as a whole, capturing his Xfinity start as well. Second win in six starts in the Xfinity Series, third win in a row in the ARCA Series, fourth for the season, and quickly gaining on Corey Heim with that points lead. And on all different types of tracks except for the super speedways. That's his only um, hiccup this year, and at least in the Arkham and Art Series, has been at Daytona and Talladega. Uh, he's won everywhere else, including at Charlotte Motor Speedway last week. His two Xfinity wins, one on a road course in Daytona, and then uh, last week at the Charlotte Oval as well. So uh, unstoppable, again, led all 100 laps in route to the win. Once he got out front, which was, you know, on lap one, it was over. But a, a great race behind him between Corey Heim, Drew Dollar, uh, Nick Sanchez, who's up there uh, battling for the top spot at one point, along with Parker Chase. But uh, it's going to be tough to, to slow tie down yeah, for Nick, the remainder of the season. Nick Sanchez had a great run, talked with that team, uh, Rev Racing, Prior to the race, they were really just looking for a good run. They've been building on it for a while. And there was a couple restarts where Nick did uh, challenge Ty for a little while. But uh, it seemed like Ty would almost just shift it in high gear and check out from Sanchez. So a good run for him again. Uh, Heim finishing second over Drew Dollar. Parker Chase coming home in fourth over Nick Sanchez. Right now, 10 points are separating Corey Heim and Ty Gibbs. And uh, they're headed road course racing this up-and-coming weekend at Mid-Ohio, Kyle. Yeah, the Dawn 150 at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course this Friday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll have live coverage here on the Motor Racing Network. Yeah, and also this weekend, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour uh, took on Jennerstown. We talked to the GM of Jennerstown Speedway last week. That was Bill Rebar. If you guys want to learn more about that event as whole, if you weren't able to catch it, you can tune back into last week's episode. But uh, well, we'd love to say a lot of eyes were on the event. I think a lot of them originally, Kyle, were on Mother Nature because she didn't look like she was going to cut the tour a break, but they were able to finally get that race in. Everywhere in the Northeast <laughs> region was canceled or postponed except Jennerstown Speedway. Josh Venita, uh, the promoter of the event, stayed with it. They got a break in Mother Nature. Everything was delayed about an hour. Um, but the fans that were there in attendance got a great show. Those watching on, on NBC track pass, uh, Justin Bonsignor claimed the win big slip on the last lap though, nearly threw it away and allowed Doug Kobe a look to the inside, but Kobe couldn't, couldn't get the job done and had to settle for second. Uh, Craig Lutz, what he picked at Patrick Emerling completed the top five. We have now four different winners in the four races thus far in 2021 for the NASCAR wheel and modified tour. I love parody. And that's why the, Top four in points are only separated by nine. Uh, Eric Goodale, Patrick Emmerling are tied. Doug Kobe is seven back. Justin Bonsignor is nine back. 
And then Kyle Bonsignor, fifth in points, 12 back, going to Oswego Speedway on Saturday night, June 12th. And that's going to shake things up a bit because Kobe's not going. Uh, announcing earlier today that, uh, I guess earlier this week, that Chase Dowling will be in his ride because Doug will be at Stafford taking part in the SRX event. Oh, that would make sense. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I was like, where's Doug Kobe going? But that would make sense. That, that, that's really cool, too, to see. Um, and I'm looking forward to watching how that plays out as they uh, bring in local guys for those SRX races. And I know Doug's very excited about that as well. But this is something we haven't really seen in a while, Kyle, with the modified tour as far as a, granted, four races in, uh, a close points battle. The last couple of years, I feel like we get usually about the fifth, sixth race in. First place and second place usually check out. There's a big gap between fourth, fifth, and sixth, and we really start to hone this points battle in. But right now, anyone could have a bad night, and that's going to close the gap that yeah. much more. So as the season continues on, you know, I know Justin Bonsignor is excited with multiple visits to uh, Jennerstown, won the first race back last year, was close the second time, and has been able to circle back and win again. Uh, the Modified Tour, again, it, I, I, I've, it's grown on me the last couple of years with the personalities <laughs> and the racings. That it produces. But speaking of growing on me, uh, I'm always going to be biased to West Coast racing and one driver that we have somewhat talked about here, but not a lot because she usually isn't in our wheelhouse, Kyle. And that's Kaylee Bryson, originally and normally behind the wheel of open wheel micros and midgets uh, in the dirt world, has recently taken on the pavement short track racing world with Toyota uh, out on the West Coast. And she's been successful. Three asphalt starts and three wins up there in Washington on the West Coast. And you're right. I mean, I've kind of followed her, started to follow her late midsummer last year when when motorsports really started to open up from the pandemic. I think USAC, along with the All-Star Circuit of Champions, were two of the, the first series to really get going on a weekly basis. And Kaylee was a lot of, uh, was at a lot of the USAC midget shows and, um, you know, kind of made a name for herself last summer. Did well with Keith Coons uh, late last year and then moved into uh, the indoor world this year. And I think ran in four different divisions in the Tulsa shootout. Felt like every time I turned the TV on, she was she was in a car and uh, did well at the Chili Bowl as well. And, and that success carries over not only on dirt into this season, but also onto asphalt. Yeah, absolutely. She's one of the Toyota racing development drivers. And again, we know that they are uh, very headstrong in getting their drivers in as many cars as possible with as much seat time as possible, and they obviously contribute so much more. But we're going to take a quick break, then we'll dial Kaylee up to not only talk about those wins, but her uh, recent adventures in the racing world. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 19- Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. 
Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. We've often talked about the Toyota Racing Development Program and some of the young drivers that have brought their way to the tops of NASCAR's ranks. And one of those drivers joins us now trying to make her way to the top level. That is Kaylee Bryson from Muskogee, Mus- Muskogee, 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 got it, Oklahoma, Kaylee Bryson. Kaylee, first off, thanks for joining us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Thank you. I'm having a blast. I'm actually like really excited to be on. Good. We're excited to have you on as well. We've talked a lot about your uh, racing history prior to you coming on here, but you have recently taken on the adventure of pavement late models out on the West Coast. Three wins with only a handful of starts underneath your belt. First and foremost, how exciting was it for you to get that first pavement win in your first start out at South Sound Speedway? Yeah, it was super exciting because, you know, that was my first start in a pavement lake model. And we went out there and uh, we practiced a couple of days and we qualified really good. And we were like, holy snap, like we have a chance to win this, like our first time out. And uh, the feature was 50 laps long. That was like the longest race I've ever done. And like people say, you know, pavement, normally it's like 200 laps. And like 50 laps was like, holy crap, that's a lot of laps for me. But uh, we ended up winning it. And that was like super exciting. It was cool to do that. My first weight race with the racing dynamics and Toyota racing and pavement side. And, you know, that was just a really good start to a whole different type of racing for me. Obviously a pavement late model, much different than a dirt sprint car yes. or dirt midget. Uh, what were some of the big things that you had to adjust to that, uh, that uh, was kind of the biggest challenge for you over the 50 laps and the testing prior? So definitely like with a longer race, you definitely had to like calm yourself down. You're like, okay, like dirt races, it happens really fast. Like everything's like bam, bam, bam. And it's done, you know, pavement was like, okay, we're going to slow down. We've got to save our tires, you know, like you really have to drive a pavement car off the front tires and it's completely opposite in a midget, like you or any dirt car, really you drive off the rear tires and with gas pedal. But, uh, you know, it was definitely a big adjustment, just learning all of those things in pavement. And I did, I had to really learn it fast. Yeah, and this the uh, this transition, this adjustment, really headwayed by TRD, something you've been part of for a couple of years now. And with Racing Dynamics, Travis Sharp heading up that. Uh, Travis is actually someone that I've worked with closely as well, being out from the West Coast. Uh, Racing Dynamics as well. What's it been like working with that crew as well as uh, some of the West Coast folks out there? I know Buddy Kofoid's been racing with you as well, trying to do <laughs> this whole pavement transition. But what's it been like working with Travis and the team? You know, uh, I met the team and we, we did practice sessions the first couple of times and, you know, just getting to know them was completely awesome. You know, they made my transition so much better and, you know, just working with Travis and the whole team, you know, all of those guys, I've never seen a team work as hard as they do. And they're really smart. They know what they're doing. So it was really nice being able to work with them and then helping me grow as a race car driver. You, uh, as uh, Hannah mentioned a moment ago, grew up in Oklahoma, uh, kind of in the same region as Christopher Bell. Is yes. that somebody that you looked up to? And I, you, I feel like you two are on fairly similar paths right now uh, from what he was a few years ago and where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. I've always looked up to Christopher. You know, it's kind of crazy because like a lot of our home tracks were the same. We started racing the same type of cars and you know, I've just kind of been following in his footsteps right now. You know, it's kind of cool to see someone from Oklahoma make it, you know. And so it really makes me have, you know, a little bit more like willing to do it. Like I know it's possible, you know, just watching him do it. And, you know, it's super cool that he's from Oklahoma. We grew up at a lot of the same tracks and him just making it possible is super cool. 
Yeah, and Christopher, also one of those drivers in the Toyota pipeline. Uh, we often talk about it here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Uh, Toyota going above and beyond for their development at drivers. It's not just finding them and fielding them in a car. There is mm-hmm. uh, PR work, media work, as well as oh, physical yeah. work that they put in for you. Talk about some of the things that you do through TRD, whether on a weekly or monthly basis, because you're not really located here in the Carolinas, kind of like all of the other drivers. You are all over the place between the West Coast, uh, running with the Midgets, Power Eye. What are some of the things that Toyota has implemented into you and, and your driving? Yeah, you know, Toyota definitely gives you a lot of resources. You know, they give you nutritionists, you know, people to help you along the way. They give you workout plans, you know, just to keep you in shape for racing. And they give you a lot, honestly. And, you know, whenever I'm in North Carolina, I get to use a simulator and I think that helps me a lot too with the transition to pavement, just being able to race on a simulator and race. It's honestly so real. It's insane to me how I can get in this simulator that's not an actual real car, but feel like I'm actually on a real track. And, you know, I think that's helped me a lot because I've got to hop on that thing a couple of times and, you know, just working out a whole lot. They've got me on a program working out and eating right. And I think that's helped me a lot in these longer races that I've been in in pavement. We'll, uh, we'll talk about the dirt stuff in a moment, but what's next for you on pavement? I know uh, you had three races um, up uh, up in Washington. You swept all three of them. Uh, what's next for you on, on asphalt? So I'm going to be going with another team, and I'm going to be more on the North Carolina side of racing, and I'm going to be racing a lot up there. I'm going to be doing you know late models and stuff of that aspect, but uh, the details aren't really for sure yet, but I do know that I'm going to be doing late models in that area. Well, that is around my neck of the woods, so I'm sure our paths will cross that way. But uh, aside from the pavement thing, you've got a busy week or so coming up with Indiana oh, Midget yeah. Week, which is a whole whole deal all in itself. Definitely gruesome. How how tough is that for you and for really the teams in general as drivers and teams to compete mm-hmm. in Indiana Midget Week? Multiple racetracks over multiple nights. You know, it's definitely going to be a busy week. And, you know, we've got USAC Midget Week and then Power Midget, Power Eye Midget Week right after that. But uh, it's really nice to be able to be with Keith Coons Motorsports because they've done it plenty of times, so they know what they're doing, you know. Uh, it's pretty hard on the crew. You know, they have to do maintenance, wash the cars, like all that stuff. Every night we go to a different track. It's a lot of traveling. And, you know, I think they're really good at what they do. And I think that we'll be on point for a great week this week debut with Keith Coons last year I believe and ran your first chili bowl with the team back uh, in January how did you get connected with Keith Coons Motorsports uh, you know I've I've been racing uh, dirt most of my life and uh, I know that they were looking for another girl to come in and so we kind of we kind of met that way and you know I raced chili bowl the year before I went with them and I uh, kind of talked to him a little bit there and just that's kind of how we got into contact so it just kind of grew from there we got a couple races and then it kind of grew into this and now I have to ask too I know Toyota as well as Keith Coons uh there's a lot of pressure everyone's right now currently looking at who's the next girl to come up through the ranks not only in dirt racing but also in the stock car world Uh, do you feel that pressure and if so how do you handle that because you're racing with a powerhouse of Keith Coons who's have the drivers of, you know, Kyle Larson, of Rico Abreu mm-hmm. come up through there as well as being the central point of being the female on the team. Uh, do you feel that pressure? You know, obviously being a girl, things are going to be different. But at the end of the day, I feel like I'm just the same as everyone else. You know, I feel like at the end of the day, whenever you put on your helmet and you're racing with, you know, whoever it is that you're racing, we're all just racers at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if you're a girl or a boy, you know, I I think, uh, you know, being a girl doesn't really bother me that much, you know, get in my head like, 
there's a lot of people that say, you know, oh, you're a goalie, you shouldn't be doing this sport. But, you know, I don't let it get to me. I'm just out here racing. I'm having fun. I do what I do. I enjoy it. And I'm just super happy to be with such a great team, uh, you know, Toyota, who's given me the opportunity to do what I love. Now, I understand back when you were in high school, you were a pretty good golfer. Uh, so are you able to, to get on the course much now with all of your travels? And, and do you miss, you know, uh, golfing oh, yeah. on a regular basis? I, I do miss it on a regular basis, of course. You know, I get out there every now and then. I don't get to do it as much as I used to, but it's definitely something that I love and I always will love. And hopefully I'll get to do it sometime soon because I haven't been out there in a while. I definitely commend you. That is one thing I have never been good at is golfing. I'm way better at driving <laughs> the golf cart and consuming beverages. So we will just oh leave it gosh. with that. But again, Kaylee, good luck uh, the rest of the season. We're looking forward to hearing about some of that news a little bit later on, as well as good luck at Indiana Midget Week and the rest of your pavement races. And thanks for hanging out with us today. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot. Again, guys, Kaylee Bryson, you can follow her on all social media channels to keep up with all of her endeavors across pavement and dirt racing. But we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have got your Wheeling Engineering Modified Spotlight. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 52. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Time now for this week's Wheeland Engineering Modified Driver Spotlight. And again, we'll spotlight a driver up here in the Northeast where Modifieds run most. Another second-generation driver that has done so well here in the recent years. And, well, he's only 18 years old. They call him a high roller, Andrew Moeller. Andrew, thanks for joining us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate you having me. Just 18 years old, a lot of success already, uh, and we'll get into that in a moment. But uh, I mentioned you are a second-generation driver, uh, so obviously you were kind of born into this life. Have you always wanted to be a driver growing up? Yeah, you know, I mean, just uh, seeing my dad's cars in the garage, you know, ever since I was young. And, 
it's all I can remember pretty much is just him racing and you know he was doing a lot of the racing stuff even before I was born and stuff like that he was racing motocross and he you know kept getting you know you kept pretty banged up doing motocross stuff so uh his buddy that owned the auto shop down the road from his uh where he has his shop uh was racing late mo- uh, pro stocks actually at Stafford and started helping them out and then when he uh you know called it quits at the end of uh I think it was I think it was 1998 or something like that. In 99, my dad started racing SKs at Stafford and just jumped right into them. So it's, you know, going from motocross to SK mods. Is, but there's no SK lights, you know. He wanted to race mods. And um, so he just got into it. And then, you know, a couple of years later when I was born, he decided to call it quits. And uh, a couple of years later after that, we started racing carts. So it's pretty much all I can remember. Your dad, of course, Mike Moeller, a driver on the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour as well for a couple of seasons up here in the Northeast. Uh, you said you got into carts. Um, talk about your success there, because I'm reading the stats here, a couple hundred wins under your belt in, in quarter midgets. Yeah, you know, we uh, we had a bunch of wins in quarter midgets. I raced, uh, you know, uh, all over the place, honestly. I mean, I started racing uh, at Nutmeg Karting Club uh, in Shelton when it was in Shelton, then they ended up moving. And right when they ended up moving, I raced uh, Wild Things for – like a year or so, and then did the quarter midget stuff for a long time. Uh, since uh, 2009 was was my first year, and traveled all over. I mean, we went out to Vegas. Uh, we've been to you know Florida and Georgia, and uh, you know the Carolinas, uh, Indy. So you know, considering it's Indy weekend, it's kind of cool that you know I've actually been there and raced uh, in the parking lot in the facility, and it was cool just to be able to win there and kiss the bricks, you know after winning there was really, really cool and something that I'll never forget. And you mentioned Wild Thing, Wild Thing Karting, a Monday night karting program up here at Stafford Motor Speedway in Connecticut throughout the summer months for the last, uh, I think, 17 years. So at what point during all this did you say, okay, I kind of want to do this growing you know, yeah. through my childhood and into my adult life? Yeah, you know, once we, I mean, honestly, the, the first half of the season in 2009, I just kind of, you know, my dad was, you know, like, you know, we, we talked to some people and they always say that, you know, it took them, you know, years to win their kid, their kid to win their first race. And it took me a little while to pick it up. And my dad was already ready to buy me, you know, a baseball bat or buy me a basketball or something like that. Try something else. Cause you know, he just maybe just didn't think I had it. And he, you know, but I, we started picking it up and started winning races and, you know, that winning feeling is, is something that you can't get anywhere else. You know, that feeling that you get winning is, um, is the best feeling in the world, uh, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, and then just moving up through the ranks, you know, moving to legend cars and struggled honestly at first in legend cars. And, and then, you know, never really got that, you know, that big win, but we, you know, did well and then moved into the mods and kind of picked it up from there and did pretty well in the SK lights. And, um, you know, just that, that winning feeling just has you coming back. And that's, that's what it is for me is I love to win and I'm very competitive and, you know, that's, that's what I'm here for. I hear that a lot from drivers that have moved up into the modifieds that they struggled in legends. What makes a legend car so difficult for, for some of you guys? It's such a little car with, you know, a little shredded tire, but it's so fast. And, you know, you have to be perfect in that thing. I mean, quarter midget racing teaches you how to be smooth with your hands and uh, just, you know, getting through the corner without, you know, being all over the place. You know, you have to be smooth to be fast on the quarter midget was what they always used to say. And, in the legend cars was totally, totally opposite. I mean, it went from quarter midgets to legends. So um, it was like, you know, it's kind of a big step, even though that's really kind of the next step. 
in, in some ways. I mean, you could run bandos, you ran bandos for like a year or two, but, um, you know, the legends are kind of, kind of the next step. You either go to a legend or a street stock, you know, kind of thing. So we went to a legend and it's hard. It's a really fast car with, with that little tire like that. And it's, and you have to be up on the wheel, you know, every single lap. Not that you have to, you can't, not that you're not up on the wheel and something else, but it's just, it's so, it's, it's really darty. It's all over the place. They're loose. So, you know, me not like me not being, you know, a fan of a loose race car, definitely. It wasn't really my forte, uh, but you, you learn over time and you get used to it. Do you remember your, your debut in a full size car on a big racetrack? And, and what were some of the challenges that you faced uh, in, in kind of developing in a full-size car at such a young age? Yeah, no, I, I remember going to the track the first time with Kenny Berry with the Spafco car. It was the same car that uh, I think uh, John McKennedy drove a couple of years prior, um, you know, on, in the MRS. Uh, and then uh, Swanson drove for half a season at Stafford as an SK Light uh, and did pretty well. And, um, so then ended up, you know, we ended up going to test it a couple of times and, you know, running competitive lap times was definitely nice, but it's definitely different. I mean, going from a legend car at the same track, I mean, a legend car is almost half as wide. I mean, you know, somewhat, so it's getting used to the bigger tires, open wheel, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, racing quarter midgets and stuff like that is, you know, still kind of open wheel racing, but it's nothing like racing a modified, you know, with 20 other guys out there, but, um, just, you know, getting used to that and trying to, you know, Waterford has been a track I've been racing that for so long, but, um, you know, when you move into something else, I mean, I've been racing at Stafford for so long too, but going into that late model is a whole different, you know, whole different step. And it's like going from a legend to a modified was still a race car, but it's totally different. And, you know, it's like starting from scratch and you kind of have to start over and start learning again and, um, you know, trying to pick it up. Most recent winner at the Waterford speed bowl, just a couple of weeks ago. Well, outside of mother nature who won apparently, uh, this weekend uh, let's talk about your 2020 season obviously the win at waterford and, and finding success there uh kind of got off to a bit of a, a rocky start at stafford but beginning to find your groove there is now we get into the summer months yeah you know we um had a good season uh so far pretty pretty well i mean started off the year kind of uh a little rocky you know we've, the past couple of years we've kind of started uh off the season not not as not how we want to is you know coming in on the on the double hook or on the hook. And, uh, you know, that's not a fun feeling. Uh, first race of the year had a pretty good car and just uh, ended up getting caught up in, in a mess in turn two there. And then the week after that, uh, you know, we're running pretty decent up front and ended up, uh, you know, getting caught up in another wreck too. So it's just, um, sometimes it happens, you know, and it sucks, but you know, what are you going to do? The past couple of years have been tough at the beginning of the year for us. So, um, but we ended up finding our groove a little bit, you know, been finishing uh, inside the top 10 and struggled last week at Stafford with the SK, but, um, you know, the late models are new endeavor and it's been, it's been pretty great to be honest with you. I mean, you know, our finishes are like 11th, eighth, uh, fifth and second. So, um, we're third in points right now, not too far out of the lead. And I know it's early in the season, but that's, um, that's pretty cool to be able to be finishing well on that. Um, considering it's my first year in an open or a full fendered car. Um, and then Waterford's been great too with the SK. Um, I mean, been fast and um, just struggled in the race, making the wrong adjustments, but we finally figured it out this week and um, been fast. You mentioned the late model. I want to touch on that. Uh, we know you as a modified driver, um, winning at Stafford a couple of years ago and, and uh, running well this year. Why the move to the fendered cars 
on the same night. Uh, double duty and I see you in the pits, a lot of Stafford running back and forth because one's parked at one end of the pits and the modifieds parked at the other end of the pits, uh, getting your steps in as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's definitely nice to get my steps in there. I've been running, uh, running a lot, honestly, to back and forth to each car. So uh, it's definitely nice that uh, Tom Fox's son there comes and picks me up with the uh, with the golf cart and, um, you know, to to bring me back and forth, which is nice. But, um, yeah, no, it, you know, I just we kind of got the call from those guys uh, around November, early December to, you know, see if that was something that we wanted to do. Michael Bennett was stepping out of the car and, um, you know, Tony from uh, TA had a pretty big influence in it as well. They, you know, he builds their motors and stuff like that. And those guys are really smart guys. I know Rob Russell used to work with Teddy Marsh on his uh, K&N team. Um, you know, I think, I know Priest drove that car and Chase Dowling, a couple other guys drove that car. So a uh, really smart guy knows what he's doing, knows what he's talking about, knows how to set up a race car. And, you know, they, they ended up calling us up and asking if we were interested. And, you know, I've, I've always wanted to, to try out, you know, a fendered car and kind of prove that I can go out in a modified and do well and go out in a late model and do well, which are two totally different looking cars. They drive different. Um, but you know, I'm on the same racetrack and I'm just trying to prove that I can be diverse and go out and win anything that I'm driving. So what's next? Um, obviously there's a lot of drivers in, in your shoes right now that would love to be in an SK every week and in a late model every week and find a success at uh, every track you go to. Where where do you see yourself in two, three, four years down the road? Yeah, you know, I'm. I mean, the the tour stuff. Uh, we're hopefully trying to pick up a little bit on that and have our tour car almost done. Hopefully the the rain will hold off for uh, this. I know. I think the open race is this come upcoming weekend at Stafford. Uh, I believe, right? Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. I mean, that's going to be triple duty for us. We're running three cars in one night. Um, but you know, just trying to do the local stuff for now and, um, you know, and then kind of start doing some of the mod stuff. We just, we really, uh, could definitely use someone to come along and, um, help us out. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely not cheap to do that. Um, but you know, hopefully we can run some of the tour stuff and, and do some of that. I mean, I, I would love to run the tri-track or, you know, do some of the, uh, MRS stuff or even the tour stuff. We just, it's hard to travel like that and, you know. Uh, we just need someone to come along and help us out, and hopefully we can uh, get to that next level. Absolutely. And uh, taking it one day at a time, one, uh, one step at a time. They call you the high roller, Andrew Moeller. Uh, you see it on your shirt there. Where did that nickname come from, being, you know, just 18 years old? <laughs> yeah, you know, that was um, Matt Buckler, actually. He, of course uh, it he's was. Always, he's always got the best, you know, he's the best He's the best commentator. I mean, I you know, obviously Ben Dodge is great, too, and all those guys. You know, obviously you too, Kyle. But, uh, you know, he's just uh, he's always got those little, you know, nicknames and little little things that he says that are just, you know, you're like, really, did he just say that, you know, and um, but they're funny. And he's just he's he's awesome. He's a character. And I love Matt. And he he ended up coming up coming up with that when I always used to just move to the top of the racetrack and just try to pass on the outside because, you know, Waterford people just try to stay to the bottom and, um, you know, move someone out of the way to get underneath. And, you know, I just wasn't afraid to to go to the top and some guys are just afraid to go to the top and I'm just not. So, um, you know, the whole race last weekend at Waterford, I ran the top every single lap and picked the top on every restart. And so I guess, uh, guess I'm living up to my name a little bit. There you go. Andrew Moeller joining us here on this week's wheel and engineering modified driver spotlight. Thanks for joining us. And 
best of luck to you in, in the coming weeks, including that triple duty night in about 10 days from now at the Stafford Motor Speedway. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate it. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 19- Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. We talked about it a little bit at the top of the show. Mother Nature not really cutting a break for a lot of short tracks, short tracks over the weekend. And Kyle, you'd mentioned up north a lot of tracks right now, but even some um, around this area as well. well. Some down south. I felt like every region of the country had a few rainouts, at least on the eastern side of the country. Riverhead Raceway in New York rained out. Monadnock Speedway in New Hampshire. Kingsport in Tennessee, Stafford Speedway in Connecticut, New Smyrna Speedway down in Florida. Hickory Motor Speedway rained out, but only by a day. They were able to get their race program in on Sunday. Ryan Millington picking up the race win once again in the late models. Bryson Ruff in the limited late models. And Caden Quapple won the Carolina Pro late model feature on Sunday afternoon. South Boston Speedway in Virginia, they were able to run on Saturday night. Their late model 100 went to Peyton Sellers, who continues to lead the Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series Division One national championship over over Matthew Kimball by 76 points. Matthew Kimball, a regular up here in northern New England at Claremont Speedway, Hudson Speedway, and the Monadnock Speedway. Uh, Berlin Raceway, Tom Thomas picked up the win over Joe Bush in the Super Late Models. Johnny Benson in attendance there, one of the local heroes at Berlin, uh, running in the twin limited late model feature events. And this weekend, uh, Hannah, Bowman Gray Stadium, back in action for the first time in what, I think 22 months. It's been almost two years since the end of the 2019 season in August of that year. Uh, they're back on track this Saturday night. Man, and you know, both the drivers and the fans 
are absolutely frothing at the bit to get back to that bull ring uh, because it is an experience all in itself if you haven't been there. And I want to give a quick shout out too to my dad who climbed back behind the wheel of a super light model this last weekend and won right out of the gate at Meridian Speedway for the Napa 125. Uh, and I know he's excited to run a little bit later this year in the Idaho 208. But this upcoming weekend, we talked about it already, Arkham Menard Series headed road course racing alongside the Xfinity Series at Mid-Ohio. They will be on Friday evening, and you can catch that action on NBC's Track Pass, I believe. Or is it on Fox? I think it's on NBC's Track Pass, and Me it's too. here on the Motor Racing Network <laughs> at 6 p.m. That's that's the most important. Yeah, exactly. And then also this weekend, uh, Cars Tour is headed up to Virginia. They'll be at Langley Speedway on Saturday, June 5th for their event. Kyle, we will both be at Mid-Ohio. Are you excited to see me? I am. It's been a while. Um, we were in Atlanta together, but uh, didn't we didn't even see get each other. See, didn't get to see you at the Atlanta Motor Speedway because um, I was in the booth. You were in the pits, and uh, that's just the way the logistics worked out. But hopefully, uh, we'll uh, we'll have some face to face contact this weekend. Going to be a great weekend. I love that racetrack. Um, love the setting it is in. I don't like the big tower that you have to climb to to the turn position. It's like way up there is that which one but you're in i don't think uh maybe i think so maybe for the arca race i was gonna say i have only been up in that tower because everyone said it was very scary and so i took that as a challenge to climb up there and i climbed up there in sandals and jeans yeah and i got that up work there out? it was not great i have actually never been very like as scared as i was then in my life i just sat there for the entirety of practice before I had to figure out how to climb down. I, I uh, just got word that, Kyle, you're not there. You are not I'm there, I'm not Kyle. there. All but right. it is someone that we all know and love. Who is that, Craig? Is Tim Catalfamo up there? No, it's not Tim. Oh. oh. Is that the first person that really came to your mind? I mean, I wasn't sure Dylan? where we were going with It's Dylan, yes. Yes. <laughs> Dylan gets to make the mile climb. Dylan Welch. <laughs> That's who I went up there with the first time, so. I'm telling you, when you get up there, it's a fantastic view. Beautiful. I mean, it is. An incredible view. It just takes you half the race to catch your breath. <laughs> At least for me. Well, if Dylan seems out of the out of breath this weekend and you guys tune in to the uh, Xfinity race, you know why he's probably slightly scared. But I know he does actually look forward to that uh, that spot on the circuit when we go places because there are a couple places where you are in some very scaff- uh, scary scaffolding. So he will take the scoring pile on any day in the grand scheme of things so again guys if you have the opportunity to check out your local short track and support those drivers teams and track owners please do so because right now uh short tracks obviously needing it the most as we get back into the swing of things after last year uh good luck to all of the drivers i know kaylee bryson as well thanks to her for coming on this week she's got a busy next couple weeks you can follow all of her adventures on social media so we'll see you guys next week here on nascar coast to coast i'm hannah newhouse kyle ricky producers craig moore and ryan horn we'll see you guys next week here on the motor racing network